0: This is Dollar Collapse, your ringside seat for the global economic crisis. To get the full story, go to dollarcollapse.com. Hi, everybody. This is John Rubino from dollarcollapse.com. It is Monday. September 12th. And last week, the stock markets and bond markets of the world explained the facts of life to the Fed. The Fed, as everybody knows by now, has been talking about raising interest rates for what seems like years. And a September rate increase seemed to be on the table. Although it was hard to tell really what they were thinking because they were sending out this seeming army of talking heads saying contradictory things. But generally, because stocks were going up, bonds seems stable. People were starting to think that a September rate hike was at least possible, if not probable. And so the markets freaked out as they tend to do when it looks like the liquidity spigot is going to be turned off. Stocks around the world crashed, bond yields spiked, and generally the markets looked like they were spinning out of control. So on Monday, a new Fed talking head came out and said soothing things. Meaningless things, but soothing things. Fears of a rate hike seem to have evaporated and stocks are back up again today. The message is pretty clear, and that is that the Fed can never raise interest rates because the markets will go crazy if they try to actually engineer a return to more historically normal levels of interest rates and monetary policy in general. Other central banks already understand this fact, and they're aggressively easing. The the European Central Bank Stepped up asset purchases recently, including, get this, Italian junk bonds. This is with taxpayers' money, don't forget. The Japanese central bank has bought up all the available bonds and is now buying equities. The Swiss central bank has a huge stock portfolio, including um, a really big position in Apple that puts it on a par with major hedge funds. So, in a sense, a bear market is a direct threat to central bank balance sheets now because they own uh, enough equities to really feel pain and. Remember, again, this is taxpayers' money that they would be losing if the stock market went down and took their stock portfolios with them. So, in effect, we're all hedge funds now. The governments of the world have borrowed so much money that they've felt compelled to force interest rates down in order to be able to manage their debt loads, which has had an effect on the private sector, possibly unintended, possibly irrelevant from their point of view. But it's basically pushing everybody into... Becoming really aggressive investors. Central banks, as I mentioned, are buying equities and junk bonds. Individuals who can't earn interest on a bank account anymore are forced also into equities and junk bonds. And pension funds, which normally make most of their money from fixed income portfolios, now can't make nearly enough. And they're increasingly moving into quote unquote alternative investments, which is another word for hyper risky. So everybody in the world uh, basically now are becoming leverage speculators. And obviously this won't end well. It hasn't blown up on us yet because the Fed has been anchoring the markets by dithering about whether to raise interest rates. So that's kept everybody on edge. And the fact that they might not raise interest rates has kept the stock markets of the world from crashing. In other words, we haven't chosen which kind of crisis We're going to accept a capital D depression as in the 1930s, when we adopted basically austerity and allowed the debt that we'd taken on in the previous decade to be liquidated through default or a 1920s style Weimar Germany hyperinflation, where we just let it all hang out, print as much new money as we have to, to cover our debts and the value of our currencies evaporate. We haven't chosen yet. Well, the rest of the world has chosen. They've chosen the inflation path, but the U.S. has been standing here saying, nah, maybe we're going to go the other way. Maybe we'll raise interest rates and get back to um, historically normal levels of interest rates and adopt monetary sanity again. Because the rest of the world has been cautiously watching the Fed, not sure which way we were going to go. The markets really haven't gotten with the program of hyperinflation yet. But that can't last because as the Fed found out on Friday, if they try to raise interest rates, the markets are going to collapse. So the Fed is going to have no choice but to capitulate and to join the inflationary party. At that point, the floodgates are going to open. Paper wealth, fictitious wealth, is going to flow into real assets, things that governments can't create on their electronic printing presses. So we'll see well-chosen real estate, not bubble market real estate, but other kinds of real estate go up in value, at least relative to the currencies in which we're calculating their prices. We'll see gold and silver gap up because those are forms of money that governments can't create in infinite quantities, and they're going to look better and better relative to the currencies that are being inflated away. So we'll see $100 up days in gold and $10 up days in silver, and probably well-chosen energy assets because you you know, you know can't make more oil wells that produce oil cheaply anymore. That's pretty much over. So coming soon, crazy times to a market near you. Now let's switch gears a little bit and talk politics one of the uh, bizarre things in an already really bizarre political world has been all this debate over Hillary Clinton's health. There were all these videos out there where her head was supposedly shaking as if she had some kind of a tremor and she would appear to collapse or she would have a a coughing fit or whatever. Some Republicans were reading into this that she was actually much sicker than she was letting on and that uh, she has some kind of a problem that she's hiding from everybody. and, And the mainstream media has been completely dismissing this as yet another right-wing conspiracy theory. And let's please stop talking about Hillary's health and get on to the debate about real issues, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, yesterday she was walking back to a car and just appeared to collapse. It's on a couple of videos that are out there now. And she's in the hospital with what they're saying is pneumonia. But That doesn't account for her coughing fits of, you know, a couple of weeks ago and the other things that people were reading a lot into. So the jury is still out on whether she actually has some kind of a serious health problem. And this comes in a campaign where a few weeks ago people were talking about uh, whether, Trump was getting ready to resign because his campaign had basically devolved into turmoil where he was hiring and firing staff and they didn't have people on the ground anywhere and his poll numbers were crashing. So it looked like Trump might be forced out. Now it looks like Clinton has health issues, which might actually affect her ability to continue with the campaign. So who knows what's going to happen next? This is uh, a crazy time and it's crazy in ways that don't even relate back to the overriding reason why politics is so crazy. Now, which is our, our financial lives. We've borrowed so much money that we are starting to spin out of control. The big systems don't work anymore. People see that they're being ripped off by the 1%. They're willing to vote for basically anybody who promises to revolutionize the system rather than manage it a little better, which is what Hillary Clinton is promising. You know, you've got the Brexit people in Great Britain who now have pulled their country out of the European Union. We've, you've got National Front in France, which would also do the same thing thing and, and looks like it's going to get a shot. It's popular enough in the polls that that could well happen. Uh, the the five-star movement in Italy would do the same thing. Uh, Podemos in Spain. It goes on and on. There, there are revolutionaries rising everywhere because people are sick of the same old politics that don't deliver the goods to them. And the reason that uh, the political system can't deliver for people anymore is because the financial system is broken. So it all goes back to the 1971 decision by Richard Nixon to take the world off of the gold standard. That in turn opened the floodgates for every country in the world to start borrowing and spending at basically uncontrollable, unlimited rates, giving us an over-indebted, hyper-leveraged financial system that's on the verge of collapsing now. So we're reaping what we've sown. And Hillary Clinton's health notwithstanding The political system in the U.S. is largely broken along with the financial system, as it is around the world. So 2017 is going to be an amazing, amazing year because we're going to have a series of elections that are, if anything, crazier than the ones that we've had lately, at the same time that the Federal Reserve is going to have to make its decision. Is it going to engineer a 1930s-style debt-driven deflationary depression? Or is it going to get with the global program and attempt to inflate away? this mountain of debt, this several hundred trillion dollars of debt that is oppressing the financial systems and by implication, the political systems of the world? We'll find out in 2017. So stay tuned. Uh, That should do it for this week. Um, Much more on which kinds of investments will tend to thrive when the Fed does finally capitulate next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.